Good morning, everyone. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. This is not a morning show, though I can kind of do the voice a little. I don't know. Uh, hey there, hi there, ho there. This is Jim coming from Key Largo. Teeing the drive time. There's not a lot of traffic out there right now because it's summertime and a lot of people aren't up in the morning. We don't have those kids going to school. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. Welcome back, listeners. How are you today? I, uh, I'm i going to talk a little about the key stuff. It's a beautiful day here. It's hot. It's hot up in the Northeast. So actually, our temperature is are pretty much better than the rest of the country. You know, at least the eastern half where they're in. I mean, I guess we're in the mid 80s and they're in the high 90s. This is the thing where, you know, it's it gets hot and muggy down here, but people just don't have the perspective. They don't realize that. The place that a month ago or a couple weeks ago was in their 40s is now experiencing 90s. They're just not acclimatized. Yes, I use that word, acclimatized, acclimated to the temperature like we are down here. So, you know, it's a matter of 10 degrees for us and the humidity jumps up a bit. So it's not like a drastic change. So... People come down here and it's beautiful. It's beautiful down here and up there, you know, you're going through the 90s and it's just, you didn't even get a spring, really, did you? Not not too much 70s, 80s. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it's beautiful down here. We're still kind of busy after, you know, we're rolling into summer, school's out. We're getting uh, families coming down here, different people. Uh, we had a decent day yesterday, and we'll have another decent day today. And that's the Catch Restaurant at Mile Marker 102 in Key Largo. The Catch Restaurant, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner, happy hour, 3.30 to 6.30, Monday through Friday. And they have many seafood and non-seafood dishes. I figure I'll just say that. And if you do come in, say, the Keys bartender sent you, you know, I'll probably be there. There's a good chance if you come in in the evening, I'll be there better than not because I'm working five out of seven nights. Uh, only not Tuesday and Thursday. But still, don't let that stop you from coming in. And if you don't feel like saying hello, don't say hello. Right? I'm here for you, though. There was a posting on one of the people I follow in Twitter. And that posting was for a, they were looking for a room. Uh, the woman's name, I guess she's not secret because she posts on Twitter and stuff like that. Her name's Sugar Jones. She's from the West Coast. Beautiful lady. I enjoy her uh, insights. You know, just, you know, you follow different people to get different perspectives. And her room, her house is being repaired for flood damage on the West Coast. She's in the L.A. area. I'm thinking Malibu because I always see her roller skating and stuff like pictures of her roller skating. And when I say Sugar Jones, it's not a creeper thing. She's in her late 40s. Okay? I don't follow like a, a teenager or a girl in her early 20s roller skating and stuff like that. That's just too much of a creeper vibe. But Sugar Jones actually has political views and all that stuff. I really enjoy her. Her insights. As a matter of fact, I should have her on the podcast sometimes. But she posted a the, her posting was about her place being repaired for flood damage and things like that. And she has to look for a rental uh, 
property and she was looking on Airbnb. And it's a certain amount, I don't know, I guess it's short term because she was looking at Airbnb. And one posting she shows for $130 a night is a mattress in a room. It looks like a mattress with like a mattress cover on it on the floor. And it just seemed kind of stark for 130 bucks. You figure you get a bed frame, you mean one of those metal bed frames, at least it'd be a little off the ground. You know, it's funny, just you're not even really trying when you just put a mattress on a floor. And I, I don't recall if it was carpeted or a hardwood floor or tile floor. But I've known people, I mean, I'm, I was for a considerable amount of time, I was a single guy. Though when I moved in, I didn't buy fancy stuff like with a headboard and all that stuff. I just got a frame. Made sure when I got a bed, I got a frame. And every time I saw, bought another bed, I got another bed frame. Or made sure I had a bed frame for it. You know, just buying a mattress and plopping it on the floor, that just smacks of, it's my first place. There was a friend of mine, I don't want to mention her name, she had a roommate, and this is back going back like 20, 23 years in Philadelphia, where she had a roommate, was a fellow she worked with, and the guy, he, he was a heavy drinker, much like myself, but he, she rented a room in her apartment, she had a two-bedroom apartment, and she rented an extra room for uh, the extra room to him. And he for, he was there for at least a year, and he never had a mattress. He just slept on the floor. Yeah, I I mean I would go over to the house and he would get be getting up and stuff like that. He got toiletries and stuff like that. He just never. I mean, that talk about fucking traveling light. I mean, he didn't even have a cot or a sleeping bag. He had his pretty girlfriend too. He had his cute, cute little girlfriend. The guy was a, a server and stuff. And she used to come in and she says, Oh, I should buy him a bed. Yeah. Well, he never, never, never got a bed. I don't think that was that's if you want to not display a sign of permanence, don't buy a bed. She's like, I'm just, you know, I'm just easy going, you know. I mean, I guess it was the time twenty something years ago before the inflatable mattress. I don't did he have an, I don't think he had an inflatable mattress. And inflatable mattresses were like under a hundred bucks. You get one, I mean, you get one with a pump built into it for like 150. How hard is that? Right? Let's get back to this Airbnb thing. Holy crap. Is that kind of psycho shit? You just have a bed in a room. But you know, the room didn't the nice thing about it, I did see a window. And the window didn't look like it had bars on it. But it did look like a place that you might, if you go there, you might end up being captive by some fucking nut. I mean, how many weird things you see posted? I see people posting on Airbnbs, little, those tiny trailers in the back of their, uh, in their driveways, especially down here in, I mean, in the Keys, you can see it. People rent. We've had, I have friends that have camper trailers 
that were in driveways of the places. One one particular one, the guy, I don't know how he did it. He was renting from someone else a house, and he was the primary. But he ended up paying the person maybe, I mean, I imagine he paid him more because he had sectioned off his place. It was a maybe two, maybe three bedroom, and one of the rooms was very tiny, so, but I don't really understand it. It was a three-one, I think, they had, and he had three people in the main house at one time, and that's including someone on a couch. And he had a padlock on his bathroom, on his bedroom, so, because he had computers and stuff like that. And he had a camper in the driveway. So he had up to four different subleases on his leased place that should have been at most a family of two or three. I mean, let's say three with the two bedrooms. But the one bathroom, that's where it's hard to come go above three, right? The way we are in the United States. Any place else, obviously people say, oh, well, I'd be really enthused to have one bathroom in the house. Oh, you mean you don't have to go five miles to get a little water? Yes, yes, I understand that. But yeah, this guy had it. And there was people in various different living arrangements. There were people that had short-term jobs that went a couple months. So they you know, lived in the trailer and the trailer had a little shower in it and all that stuff. Had hookups to their uh, waste disposal and all that stuff, which I didn't think was legal, right, on your property down here because you're really, I guess you're paying, down here you use uh, the water, uh, I guess the water bills, uh, are uh, the sewage treatment is taken out of your water utility. So he had, at, at any one time, he had lived in, this same person had lived in a house where there were six people and it was like two modular homes, two trailers stuck together. And there was actually a person living in a walk-in closet or sleeping in a walk-in closet. And there was at least five, six things. And I guess, it, you know, he was paying maybe 500 a month. And if you could do that, you can really make, I guess that really makes life in the Keys a little more affordable. If you don't really mind it, and if you're by yourself and you don't appreciate, you know, you appreciate the company, more power to you. But there's something unique about people that would rant about, I mean, I obviously there are certain Right, criteria needs of different people and stuff like that. But if you would rent a room of your house to strangers, and Airbnb, I mean, think of the old West where you know you used to have bed and breakfast all the time. That's pretty much what they were all over the world originally. These people's houses, they had built big houses, and they had a couple extra rooms. And he used to build them along places, either was tourist destinations, which there wasn't a lot of tourists all the time. You know, if you go back 1800s, there wasn't tons of tourism going on. There was just the wealthiest people toured. The rest of the people that weren't wealthy, they just seemed to just travel for either work or whatever necessity. 
But you'd build a bigger house and have an inn and you'd have people over all the time. They were all strangers. But nowadays, with so many other people traveling, usually, you know, if you, so, many, so many different people out there. So many, that, that includes crazies. So all the crazies are traveling too. Would make sense, wouldn't it? There's some of the crazies that are like to isolate themselves and some of the crazies like to travel. And they will come, you know, Airbnb, they go on Airbnb. Oh, that looks a nice place. It's in someone's house, someone's house. You get to share the kitchen and the bathroom. Oh, that's that'll be a treat. Right? It's bad enough when you have a friend over staying at your house. Someone you never met. I guess you got to really expand your acceptability, things that are acceptable in your life. That you uh, normally say, well, I don't really like to have anybody over my house if I'm not really good acquaintances with them. Well-knowing, you know, relatives that I like close enough. But once you get a stranger walking through your house, is walking around their underwear, and sometimes filthy underwear, and sometimes, you know, the dream would be like in a porn, it would be like some guy has a place, well, I'm renting this room, and all of a sudden this hot, hot flight attendant shows up. She goes, oh, I just need a place for two days. You know, she's like, that. do you mind? I don't like to wear a lot of different, uh, I, I don't, when I'm in my room, I don't like to wear a lot of extra clothes. So I like to walk around my bra and panties and then let the storyline proceed from there. It's not all like that. So she's some weirdo and it could be a nice looking woman. There's some of the, some of the crazies are nice looking, no nice looking guy. It's just, I, I don't think it's insane. It's just very interesting that people would allow, the, expose themselves to that. And if you're, think about the mentality. If you're traveling, like, and you go to a youth, usually people are traveling on a shoestring budget and you have these youth hostels. And that's the reason, remember that movie, Hostel? About, I guess it was in some Northern European place and the, these Americans show up and they're staying in these youth hostels. Youth hostels are like YMCAs, dormitory-style lodgings that have bunk beds and series of beds and stuff like that. And you share bathrooms and all this stuff. And you that's just it. You got every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the youth. And, and usually people don't live in their, uh, it's usually not someone's house. But they may charge some, a, compared to a hotel room, a ridiculously low fee. But it serves two purposes. People need a place to stay and do this. And you're dealing, you know, when you go there, you're pretty much dealing with anybody that would be allowed to stay at a, a youth hostel. And then they have elder hostels now and all this stuff. But with the Airbnb thing, People, you know, they have futons, let's say in Manhattan, they have a futon in their studio apartment and say, hey, listen, 65 bucks a night, you can stay on my futon. But then they got a full-size bed. When I say full-size bed, you know, it's a little bigger than a, a, a twin, a twin bed, which is to me a single bed. And they're in the same room and they have the futon in their studio apartment and you're looking across in the middle of the night, you're getting ready going to bed and all of a sudden right across there there's someone 
on the twin, the landlord, the person renting it. He could have, and I probably, if someone's allowing a stranger to sleep on their futon, it's not like it's a single guy that has a lot of overnight visitors, if you know what I mean. You know, guys or girls. Someone that, oh, I would like some company, but I don't have any friends. I know. I'll take a picture of my futon, which is pretty good. I just bought it. And I'll post it on Airbnb. And then I'll have lots of people staying over. I can see a person staying up in their bed all night and say, hey, listen, where are you from? You're from Wisconsin? Madison, Wisconsin, what's that like? And the person from Madison, Wisconsin, who rented uh, the futon, thinking, what a fucking bad idea this was. This guy will not shut up. I'm trying to sleep. There are things like that. You do see that. It's not unheard of because it's free market. It's whatever someone's willing to bear and say, I mean, I would be, I would wager a guess that there were attempts, and I guess I should really check this out. There were attempts for people to rent halves of beds. You know what I'm saying? Or, I mean, there's bunk beds. People say, well, I get the upper bunk, you get the bottom bunk. You're showing up at a place. And let's say the guy opens the door and he says, well, it's a one bedroom, but it's not a studio, so, but you don't get your own room. Uh, okay. And you go into the room and it's a bunk bed. Obviously on Airbnb, you would have seen that. Hopefully you would have seen that. It's not be like one of these misdirections where you, say, you just showed one bed and it's oh, a bunk bed. What's with the other, what's with the bunk bed? Well, I sleep up top. Really? I mean, I'm sure they get burnt. They do that once or twice and all of a sudden Airbnb goes, nope, you are not. You you cannot do that. There may be rules now that you can't sleep in the same room with someone who's renting from you. You know, if you have a living room, you say, oh, the living room's there. I'm sleeping in my bedroom. I rarely walk out without any pants in the middle of the night and go to the refrigerator. You just see him waking up in the middle of the futon. You see some guy wearing a, a Grateful Dead t-shirt grabbing some haagen ice cream out of the refrigerator, you know, with his bare ass hanging out. Right? It's got to be scary. Got to be scary. And yeah, I'm sure there was people say, hey, listen, you know, depending on the thing, do you want, uh, you can sleep with me if you want to, you know, just creeping everyone out. Creeping, that's the severe creeper. That's, that's kind of rapey. So I don't understand this whole thing. You know, I understand when people get a vacation property and rent it. There's Airbnbs big down here. And if you, you know, have a camp, you know, people would put campers on their properties and say, listen, you know, I'm just trying to make ends meet. You know, it's season. I got a, a nice camper. I can rent it out for like, you know, people try to get like 200 bucks a night. They say, oh, this is where you're staying in a camper. You're staying in a camper or a boat or houseboat. Down in the Keys, that's, you know, Obviously, houseboats. You, I mean, if you're not familiar with it, they're just like floating crates with, you know, one big salon that converts from, you know, a living room to a bedroom, uh, a kitchen area and a bathroom. And there's a pump out system and stuff. And usually houseboats are docked at areas that have, you know, the electrical and, and the... Uh, sewage storage service where that sewage storage service is on the boat. They do call it pump out service. 
where they come by every month. They're supposed to come by in most of these places that are uh, in, the, you know, if you're docked in a marina or something like that, you've got pump-out services where people come in and pump out the sewage that people leave in their boats. Usually at marinas, a lot of boats would just say, hey, you know, if you stay there, and since I just use the marina services, they have usually have a bathroom and a shower and showers. And you just use those. But sometimes people don't like to go all the way there, so they use the facilities on their vessel to relieve their vessels. Get it? I'm using double entendre. Um, so there's these boats that come along, girl bump pump out boats and pump out the sewage. That's what they're supposed to do. You know, every so often, like in the middle of the night, you may get people that just say, well, hell, I'm not going to pay for a pump-out service. And some of them are free pump-out services. They they just do it and say, hey, listen, we got a pump-out service come around once a month. It's part of the fees that you pay for a marina. So, you know, just leave. You know, if you have a lot, I mean, why would you lock up your sewage thing? But um, if, you know, you have a valve and you lock it and stuff like that, you know, please leave it unlocked or whatever. Or get, leave you access so we can pump out your sewage once a month. I don't know where it got to sewage and stuff like that. You know, houseboats. So the logical step from houseboats next would be regular boats and sailboats. And there's a lot of people here in the Keys they end up uh, living on these derelict boats. Boats no one really uses anymore, maybe because the mast is done, the engine's done, and they just hook it up to uh, anchor it someplace securely, as secure as they think it is. And they rent the boats out. and some, Or some people buy a boat for like 2500 bucks, and that's what they live on. A little sailboat. They got a little dinghy, a raft or a rowboat. And they you know, live a little off the coast. Now that's, you can do that, but you're supposed to be doing you know, you're supposed to have uh, be pumping out there because they know when you're living separated from arena a couple hundred yards from the shoreline that that's where you go in the bathroom. And that's, you know, if your storage is on your boat or letting it go right out, if you're not getting pumped out regularly, then that's when they try to get you, Right? So the the county has pump-out services for those and all that. And they don't have as many as they used to. I mean, usually the next stop after living on a derelict boat, that's a boat that's been abandoned or one that someone bought that's permanently anchored. The next stop for someone who gets kicked off that, if not onto another one, is living in the woods. But... You see on Airbnb, there are people that rent out boats and stuff like that, houseboats. Now it's campers and tents. You see tents at nice campsites. They try to really spruce it up. And if they call it a uh, luxury, luxury camping. Yeah. Luxury camp. The luxury of having a place where, yeah, if there's bugs inside, you know, it's not when you're camping and there's bugs inside your tent. Who's freaking out? I mean, you're outside. It's a tent. So if you have lizards, snakes, what else, what else down here we have? I mean, there's not a lot of security. Down here. I mean, a, a crocodile or, or really can make light work of a 
luxury tent, but you really wouldn't have to worry about that. I would not suggest this time of year of looking for a luxury tent. In, it, it doesn't cool off here like the desert. It goes into the upper 70s and you want to get covered up and you're in a tent. And it's not, you know. But neither here nor there. Airbnb, though, you got those creepy rooms. Not so much creepy rooms down here because we don't have the basements, right? So you don't have the well where you Buffalo Bill puts you in the bottom of the well and makes you, you know, lowers buckets down here so you poop and pee and, you know, get your food in it and stuff like that and gets a lotion on its skin. You don't have to worry about that here. You do have to worry about someone maybe trapping on their boat or maybe in their shed on their isolated key island where they're saying, hey, there's a key here, but in the middle of it, there is a tent, a camping space. There's all these keys that are uninhabited up and down uh, the Florida Keys. When I say up and down, we got that one main spine with the overseas highway. And it would just be so easy to go to one of these keys and that have a little dry land or like an elevated space where you could put up a deck to put a, a tent. I mean, there was people down here, right? As you come into the Keys, I mentioned on a show months ago that there's these little floating cabins. That's exactly what they are, little floating cabins. And they're themed cabins. One looks like a covered wagon. Another one looks like a tiny tiny um, part of the Spanish treasure fleet or like a cabin. And they're themed, but they're owned by the same person. They put them in a area that's state land and they anchored them there and supposedly they have pump out service and stuff like that and what you do is you go to a marina that's nearby when I say nearby about a quarter you know a little less than a quarter mile maybe uh, you know 100 meters a lot less than a quarter mile 100 meters away you get on the boat maybe 200 meters and you take their boats and you go to their floating cabin that's kind of nestled right outside a tiny bit of mangroves it's got it looks like there would be a shitload of mosquitoes and no seams. But people rent it. You know, I guess they're, they're looking for some kind of, you know, this, where'd you stay on your vacation? Well, I stayed on this floating place that had no electricity. I mean, it may have like solar power for maybe enough to charge your phone. I don't know because there's no way they have an uh, electrical hookup for these places. I'll wager that. And they don't have generators on them and stuff like that. But they, I guess they do have some kind of facilities on They have to. Who would stay overnight on a thing that didn't have something you can go to the bathroom in? I mean, you must have some kind of maybe limited shower. I'm not doing a commercial for these guys because there's no way they make money. It just seemed like they came in and dropped them off here. And they weren't going to pay lodging fees and stuff like that to people that owned it. And they're still, they're still out there. I still see them floating as you come in off of Jewfish Creek, these little floating cabins. But as time goes on, the living arrangements, you know, eventually I'm sure there's a place where they have a hammock. It's called the Luxury Hammock. And the Luxury Hammock, you could come in and sleep. I slept in a hammock one time when I showed up at a, a friend's house, a vacation home in Long Beach, New Jersey, 
Long Beach Island, LBI, New Jersey. And he had this big house, big house, but he didn't have the keys. And it was his family's house. And I fell asleep in a hammock outside, but he drove, drove us down there. I said, why the hell would you take us down someplace if you didn't have a key? Yeah. And then, you know, but I mean, I can see that on Airbnb that they do that. So, well, eventually, you know what? We're going to do a show where we get the weirdest arrangers from Airbnb. And I'm sure all you have to do is Google it. But the only reason for you to really listen is to hear my commentary, what I think of it. But we'll move on from there. On the way back, I was just thinking about how all these, on the way back, I had to go to uh, my bank. This is the, I'm, I'm sure just like other rural, rural areas in the United States, and I'll get back to what I was thinking about, but I had to go to a bank today, deposit money I made for last week, and my bank that used to be in my town, Key Largo, closed down their branch, and it got bought out by another bank. I didn't change my account yet, which I'm going to change, but it's a pain in the ass because all the different accounts you have ready, the, your link and stuff like that. But that's what I'm going to do because they closed down the branch and now I can't, they don't even have an ATM in the town. I got to go, let me see, 11 miles south to get to a branch in Florida Keys, 11 miles south in the Keys to get and normally I'm going to my gym. And that's the one thing that makes me keep it. I mean, gym's right next to the bank. So I'll probably keep it for another year or something like that. But while I was there, I was listening to someone talking about the unforeseen side effects of these different vaccines. And over the last 20-something years, you know, the big craze with, with horror movies and stuff like that and on TV shows, the biggest, I, I seem to think, or one of the biggest, was zombies. You know, whenever anybody got like some infection or some unexplained side effect from space or whatever, the population was turned into zombies and, you know, there was some survivors left. Well, there's never a thing where people get infected with something. I mean, there's not a craze where they turn out things happen good. Like imagine there's an illness out there that alters your DNA that just allows, after you get sick and stuff like that, your DNA's altered. You're, it's switched on again. And you stop aging and your all your cells are replaced all the time. And that there's no damage. There's no damage to the replicated cells, the new cells that you have in your body. You're just forever 25, 26. Or after receiving a vaccine that adjusts your DNA, everyone has super strength. That would be very interesting, I think. You'd have you'd have to change the whole economy, wouldn't you? Everyone walking around with super, you know, superpowers. Uh, one specific superpower. It's not this thing where everyone, you know, you have fucking laser vision and you can turn into a plastic thing. That's the mutant thing 
that where everyone has a different superpower. No one has the same. I mean, would that be like wearing the same dress if you showed at the party? Goes, oh well, I can spit fire out of my mouth. Oh, that's funny. I spit fire in my mouth. Well, do you do it at three thousand degrees? I do it at three thousand degrees. Oh, does your voice get hoarse after like one minute of doing it? Yeah, my voice gets hoarse. And see, it'd be so fucking embarrassing if you ran into this. Everyone had different superpowers for mo- most parts, but in this case. You show up someplace and go, well, I got the same superpower. Kind of like being a human, having the same skills, right? But no, everyone, the vaccine, I'm talking a vaccine story, would be everyone developing the same superpower. So nothing would be weird. It would just mean all the flimsy shit that we make nowadays would just be flimsier. And all the sturdy shit, like Ikea furniture, would just be, people would be breaking shit all the time. That would be the show. Those people just picking up shit all the time and just breaking it. Oh, well, look at this. You know, this is when we go to Home Depot and stuff like that. And they're, they're picking up light bulbs. Well, this is our, Oh, shit. I shattered this. I'm going to pay for that one. Oh, I shattered that one. Oh, I can't get a grip. I, you know, and or, or just, oh, look at these nice bricks and stuff like that. And we go, oh, I broke this one. Or I need to get this metal, oh, I, well, I can bend the metal rod back, no big deal. But the things that don't bend, you keep on breaking. Glass, cups, every time people go out, they're, they're picking up stuff, they're, they're crushing their cups, they're bending their silverware, they're breaking their plates. When they pull a chair out, they're throwing it through the wall by accident. You're moving stuff, and you go, oh, I'm moving too hard, you so you'd be, you know, Hugging your pets. You say, oh my God, what did I do to Fluffy? It would be all day. Just stupid shit. Tearing off your car door. Your steering wheel. What the fuck? I got the super strength, but I got, I'm regular, I'm just regular speed, so I broke my car. So you just see people driving, I mean, walking all the time. Right, you'd have to sit there and not do anything. You have to get a self-driving car and says, "Well, I don't want to really touch anything. I don't want to break it." It would be funny for a couple episodes. It'd be hard to do that for a whole season. I mean, that would probably be a skit. That'd be a skit on Saturday Live. Everyone just breaking shit, you know, like this. Oh well, here I bought these gifts for you, but they're I crushed it by accident. Oh, uh, what happened to... I was taking care of your hamsters and I picked one up and... Well, that's not a hamster. Well, it was a hamster when you left it here and I'm sorry about that. Well, that's pretty much my ideas for today. Thank you for listening. I figure I'd do a Monday show before I go into work. I go into work in about 50 minutes. And this is... I enjoy doing this thing. This is like a... I guess... Is this egotistical of me just to do these shows and just keep on... Speaking my mind. This is the one show. My One of our f- listeners here. Ted. He's from the Philadelphia area. Friend of mine. He comes into the bar all the time. Not all the time. He's a frequent. He stops in after work and stuff like that. Ted's a nurse. And Ted and I talk. And I'm thinking. Well I mean Ted has a lot. He's very interesting. He could be doing the same thing. And here I am. Doing my verbal. Well when we call it Diarrhea. Every day. 
But I'm hooked. It's episode 453. What am I going to do? Stop? See, this guy's never going to stop. He said, well, there's no wonder he's not making any fucking money. <laughs> well, I do appreciate you for listening. If you do like the show, please share it with your friends. If they're of like mine, I have this idea that if point, point 0.5% of the podcast listening off audience likes it, and that's one out of, uh, one out of 200. One out of 200. So they got to, I mean, there's a specific, I guess there's a specific demographic of people that would like to show, right? The specific demographic are people that fancy themselves intelligent, but are immature enough to appreciate some potty humor and kind of raunchy references. I don't do it on a regular basis. I don't do the morning show thing and stuff like that. I understand. I I enjoy some of this. I enjoy originality and new ideas and give me something to think about. But I don't know necessarily where it's going. But I, I figure if someone fits that unique description where they like to consider certain things and laugh at it, And aren't easily offended. And are open to different concepts. Then maybe this is the right show for them. So if you do like it, please share with your friends. Like us on... uh, Or, you know, leave us a review. We're getting a decent amount of reviews. We've got 39 on... 39 reviews. I still got a 4.8 rating on Apple Music. 4.8. What it, I mean is it? Are there elevated grades nowadays? I was just watching a special before I sign off and stuff, where the amount of A's they give away in college are almost two hundred and seventy percent higher than they did fifty years ago, sixty years ago in the nineteen sixties. Like only A's were only fifteen percent of the grades issued in colleges and universities. Now they're forty percent. So, when you get a rating of something, if you see a hotel or a business and there was a four-star rating, right? And you see 3.9, 3.8, 3.7, 3.5, and then you see 3.0. And you say, oh, that must be shit. But 3.0 out of four stars, that's pretty good. It's supposed to be pretty good. But I guess the rating systems are off. Am I really a four point eight? I do. I see. I that if I did have a superpower, my superpower was would be I'm able to look at myself and say, "Hey, you know what? You're a bit long winded, and you think a lot of your opinion. And you know what? You're not as fucking smart as you think you are, Jim. But I don't care. I still love myself." I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. And I'll sign off right now. Listen to some nice music. Bye. The incomparable bass man, Bill. Bye. <laughs>